Everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Carl and J Man Saves the World. I'm your your host, Carl, and this is J Man. Yo, what's going on? Well, uh, there's something exciting happening uh, <laughs> today. Well, today we're recording on Friday, so this is a special recording because we're not going to be in the uh, the studio next week. So we're recording on Friday. Um, there is an active shooter in Kikotsumovi, Arizona, if you guys haven't heard already or haven't read on Facebook already. So normally this is that time where we kind of talk a little bit up about ourselves. But yeah. I guess in this instance, you know, um, we're, we're <laughs> going to do our best to aim to have this episode the normal length that it uh, we usually have it. But in case that the episode ends before our usual 45-minute time, you guys know what happened. Yeah. Is that we got <laughs> practically yeah. shot out of the building. Yeah, so uh, if we if you hear like a, just like, oh, God, oh, shit, and we're, we're probably hiding in a basement somewhere. So After we pee on ourselves and try to get out of here before someone puts a cap in our asses, I know it's, I it's, it's not a funny thing to uh, to make fun of, but, you know, at, during these kind of situation, Hopi's with guns. I mean, I think every Hopi has has guns around here so yeah <laughs> so uh you know on another topic uh that kind of came up was um uh you know j-man he put some sort of controversial statement on facebook uh, I, would you care to elaborate on that there, there was some controversy on facebook you know i i think that when you uh because i'm not a person that um i guess posts a whole lot or you know makes a lot of comments on on social media but i think that you know sometimes when you just got this burning um burning statement to make it just kind of boils over and so i i had one of those instances where i had this burning statement and so i i posted it and it's funny because i actually posted it and it was there for about a minute. And then, you know, I was like, oh, man, I probably should take this down. And so I took it down. But there was like, I then I started getting messages from a few people and said, why did you take down your post? You know, I completely agreed with what you said. So I reposted it. And then after that, that's when the shit storm hit me. <laughs> shit hit the fan. <laughs> this post that I made got over 130 comments. Um, and, you know, basically it, it was it was a post that, I mean, I, I can understand why yeah. some folks got offended by it yeah. and, and had their, yeah. their feathers ruffled. And um, it was funny because I made the post and then when it started to gain traction and, you know, people were commenting on it and I text you and I said, Carl, I either sunk our podcast or I shot it to the moon. And I, I don't know what this post is going to do to our podcast because you know, everyone and my and my response was and my response was like you know you're you know you're not a controversial person. If anything else, I'm probably going to fail this whole podcast <laughs> here. So I'm probably the one that's going to kill the whole thing here. And so the I, it worked out for us because then it did shoot the podcast to yeah. the moon. Because then after the after the post was up, we got more 
more traffic than we normally do on a day. And so I feel like the people that have never listened to us before, you know, they see this controversial yeah. post. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I got to listen to their podcast because this, because this Because it's guy... a lot of, it's a lot of controversy. And it's uh-huh. like, oh, I got to, I got to, I really have to uh, listen to these guys. Does now. this guy make jackass statements like this on his podcast? <laughs> like, I got to listen. <laughs> So whoever's listening out there, uh, go ahead and read Justin or Sitta Justin, or if you want to find him about this post here, <laughs> uh, whoever's listening out there. Uh, and we, we talked a little bit about it before we started recording, but yeah. I, I think that, um, you know, I don't think that a lot of people read it thoroughly because I, you know, just, just, I, I feel like that that's a fairly common, um, action is that when you yeah. read something that triggers you, you don't tend to fully read the rest of what you're reading. And instead it's like, oh, this asshole, I, I, I got to tell him, you know, how, how I feel. And, um, but I, I thought at the end I got, a, it was a learning lesson for me. And on top of that, I felt like, you know, like, uh, our, our, some of our podcast heroes, you know, some of the podcasters that we listen to, you know, people that have large followings, yeah. they make a controversial comment and then all of a sudden, you know, it's blowing up and then you're there, you know, kind of with your popcorn reading it. So <laughs> it, was, it was a pain in the ass, but at the same time, like I said, uh, you, it, it turned you know, out well in the You end. know, uh, I was reading some of the comments and uh, I kind of got bored. <laughs> <laughs> it's not because you listeners are boring. It's because... I, I don't think you fully understood what the whole idea of of what J-Man was trying to relay on you. So if you just if you just had read a little bit more into it, then you would have said, ah, I agree with you and go on, go on with and, your day. And, and if you read it and you're offended, like I said, you know, it, it's it, that wasn't the purpose of it. The purpose was uh, to create this unifying front uh, because, you know, oftentimes and that's that's a problem with, I think, us with native people is that we compartmentalize ourselves. We segregate ourselves yeah. based on, yeah. you know, whatever, you know, urbans versus res or, you know, even Hopis, we do it all the time, you know. And so, um, yeah, the, the, the purpose was with good intentions yeah. and I, I guess I could have worded it a little bit better and, but and I understand where you were coming from and <laughs> but the whole thing was kind of taken out of context but <laughs> but anyway so today's topic so today's topic well before we start with today's topic uh if our voices sound a little bit strange or if our uh have our, our recordings don't sound the way that they have been in the you know, our previous recordings is because uh, we upgraded to a new system. And so we're just kind of uh, fooling around with it right still, now. Still learning how to, so, how to work it. So learning how to work this whole thing like that. So um, plus in this studio right now that we're in, uh, we're still upgrading uh, different things. So if you if we kind of sound uh, a little bit muddy or tingy in your speakers or in your ear holes, you know, uh, just make sure that we uh, we're, we're just giving you the heads up on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So today's topic, um, episode eight, episode eight, is it episode eight? We're at episode eight. I, I don't know if we're at episode eight. Yeah. Uh, last week's episode, uh, seven was the lost foods. Really? Mm-hmm. So that was seven time flies. Time flies when you're having fun. That that's and getting blasted on Facebook. <laughs> So episode eight, um, we're almost at the end of our season here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we made it. We made it to ourselves that uh, you know we're going to have uh, ten episodes per season. 
So we're almost at that at that uh, that finishing point there mm-hmm. for season one. And I don't think that we can express enough to all of you out there how appreciative we are of um, helping us to elevate to this to this point that we're at, and we're excited uh, for season seven. But as we get into the later uh, episodes nine and ten, we'll talk a little bit more about yeah. season two and uh, some other. Uh, things that we have planned but for today uh we want to talk about uh hopi childhood yeah about how did our childhoods differ from um i guess everybody else basically and um and so uh one of one of the things that i told you and i want to say this again because i thought it was really funny is that on our instagram page for those of you that have forgotten we are on instagram at uh carl and jman underscore podcast but on our instagram page I uh, did one of those sticker polls where I was asking a question to try to get some ideas for today about um, what we could talk about. But I asked that question, you know, what are some profound memories that you have of your childhood? And somebody answered that they uh, they used to take the, the lap the lapu and wrap it in newspaper and they used to smoke it <laughs> and that made me laugh when i i read that and it what that made me think of is that you know as children we used to truly mimic what we used to see and so in yeah. those first two episodes we talked about snorting kool-aid <laughs> it's because we saw somebody snort cocaine <laughs> And so we snorted <laughs> cocaine, and we thought we were badasses when we were doing that kind of stuff. So uh, we used to, we were some dumb kids back then. But that's what that's that's kind of what that that um, Instagram interaction that that kind of gave me that yeah. thought. Uh, but I guess uh, for us, uh, for Hopis, um, in in those uh, first episodes, we called we entitled them um, "Growing Up Res." Yeah, but um, out here in Hopi, we don't really call ourselves Res more or less. We call ourselves village people yeah. or village kids. <laughs> when you're a little kid growing up in the village, in any of the villages that we have out here. Not associated with the YMCA not- <laughs> village people there. So you're you're given this label as a village kid. Yeah. What are what are some characteristics of a village kid? Well, they have to uh well well for starters, a village kid has to look as dirty as possible. They don't. It, it's, <laughs> it would seem that they don't own a pair of shoes. <laughs> they don't. Uh, they don't. They don't wash. Uh, their their whole body is just filled up with nothing but like scratches and uh, what is that? Masi. They're uh-huh. all masi. Well, they're, they're all gray. white. They're all gray. And uh, you know, if, if the little babies. They they only wear a diaper. That's only pretty wear much diapers. It. And <laughs> usually the boys never wear shirts. Right. Boys never wear shirts. And it's it's an interesting thing because um, usually, like the older kids in a family that yeah. are probably like six or seven years old, and usually there's a baby in the family that's about maybe one or two years old. Yeah. But you'll see those uh, siblings that are six or seven years old kind of taking care of those one and two year olds <laughs> like all day long. <laughs> Like you'll drive by, uh, like the spring, for example, and you'll see those kids kind of pushing the little baby yeah. in the stroller, and they're pushing them to go to the spring so they can go play in the water. <laughs> and so and, that's the definition of a village kid. And they're always they always have like a toy. They always have like a toy that that they that they hold. So, were were you a village kid? I was a village kid. I was. Uh, I I ate dirt. You know. I uh, I threw rocks at people. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think we were uh, weekend village kids. <laughs> Only when we were down at Soto's house. 
And I, you know, men- mentioning So'o,、uh, not your So'o, Carl, but、uh, So'o's in general. Yeah. I yeah. think that was kind of also a defining,、um, I guess, component for all of us kids because、um, when we were little kids and we had our friends, right? Yeah. And you were going to go to your friend's house, it was always their So'o's house. Yeah. It was never, you know, we're going to go to so and so's So'o's house. Yeah. And I think that's kind of an attribute to what we've been talking about this multi generational home where the house that、uh, most of us lived or grew up in. Didn't really belong to our parents, it belonged to us, to souls, it belonged、yeah. to soul, yeah. And so, that was always kind of a defining thing that I always remembered as a kid is that everybody had a soul's house. Um, all the little boys like us, we all had fields. Everybody experienced doing field work, something like that, yeah. And, um, but I guess in terms of living in the village, what are some activities that we used to do for fun? Well,、uh, well, remember we were talking about like,、uh, well, boys, for, for instance.、Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I had some growing up friends and stuff like that, and we used to go hunting all the time.、Uh-huh. BB guns and all. You know, we had to shoot each other with the BB yeah, guns. Yeah, we, we love to shoot each other. We love to shoot each other. I don't, there, for some reason, we just like to, sh- like to hurt each other. <laughs> we like to harm we each li- other. We like to hurt each other for some reason, and it's weird. Well, I think one of the common things、um, that I think is unique to Hopis is that all boys. Boys grew up with a bow and arrow. Yeah. We all had bows and arrows. Yeah. And so we were, I guess, even though we didn't know that we were considered Indian then, but we were st- stereotypical Indians.、Yeah. We had bows and arrows. And we used to take those with us everywhere that、uh-huh. we used to go. And、um, because, you know, they're, they're、um, I, I guess, not really.、Um, Technologically advanced.、Yeah. So you had to learn to shoot them in a certain way, kind of like learning how to play basketball on, <laughs> on, the, on the dirt ground. You couldn't just dribble the ball in the normal ways that you would if you're on a flat top or、um, on the hardwood. But you learned how to dribble it so that it would bounce in the way that you want it to bounce. But same way with the shooting、uh, arrows, that you knew how to shoot them to make them go in the direction that you wanted them to go、yeah. to. And so some of the The, I guess, dangerous things that we used to do is we would shoot them up in the air and then you'd run so that you would try not to get hit with the arrow. And so that's what <laughs> some of the ways that we used to play with our, with our bows and arrows. It, I, don't, I have no idea why Hopi Rez kids like to call each other's names or hurt each other pretty much. <laughs> That's a part of、uh, growing up. I guess、here. that's part of growing up here. And I think that another common,、um, I guess, experience that a lot of people have growing up in the village is that during, I guess, like the spring and the summertime,、yeah. when the weather would be a, a lot more tolerable, is that we would leave our So'o's house, you know, or wherever it is that we lived, and then we'd be gone all day. Yeah. We'd, be, we'd go down and play. For us,、uh, out at Mundukapi, we used to go down and play along the Ditch lines, or we would take the pass that they would have to、uh, what they call the three musketeers. Yeah, hope we call it palateka. We'd go there and basically just kind of travel and just、uh, explore and play along the way. And then that's when you would, you know, kind of steal some potatoes from your soul's house and、uh, other things. And then at some <laughs> point, you'd have a little picnic and、um, eat. And then by the time it's、uh, starting to get dark, that's when you would go back home. And, and then、um, your parents weren't even worried about you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like, I, I,、uh, oh, I didn't know you、like、guys were gone. <laughs> <laughs> And it was, I, I, I think it was more encouraged that,、uh, that parents actually just kicked you out of the house. I, I think that they kind of believed that it was a, 
a, a lesson in how to take care of yourself yeah. and a lesson to take care of each other. And then plus, I'm sure, you know, they appreciate it because then, you know, you weren't bothering them with, yeah. with your, your concerns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I, you know, growing up with Soul, you know, she was more or less overprotected of us, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, you know, we did the whole village kid thing and we, we did the whole, I remember one time uh, down the cliff, um, you know, that we used to toss our trash there. And um, and uh, there used to be a bunch of like uh, broken bottles and all ty- all sorts of dangerous items that were down. And we used to slide on the tra- <laughs> we used to slide on the trash and to see if we could get to the bottom of that. And I remember, um, I think it was my sister or my brother. Uh, he or she cut her his or her foot. I forgot who it was. Oh, really? And when we were sliding down, it, it cut. Or I think it was he stepped on a nail. I don't know. I'm not pretty sure. But, you know, we, I was like, oh, okay, you know, don't cry. Don't cry too much. You know, so, <laughs> you know, someone's going to get mad at me. Like, <laughs> and so, you know, I took, I took one of my, uh, I took my sister or brother back to the house. And, and, you know, so it was like, oh, you know, you, you cut your foot. You know, we have to, uh, you know, patch it up and everything like that yeah. it's not like you know uh you didn't get a huge you didn't get a whole huge like scolding that. like that and you know um uh you know it was it was because we we as kids are expected to hurt themselves yeah exactly and it exactly. you know and hopi kids are expected to like you know you know pretty much have all these bumps and scrapes hence and all like the that. scars on our knees <laughs> like i i haven't met a single person that grew up out here that doesn't have scarred up knees yeah exactly. we're, we're, we're all the same in that way <laughs> and i think that you know kind of another common thing too with us is that you know we, we had toys right like, yeah. like you'd, you'd have a limited amount of toys yeah but because nobody was i guess rich enough to you know have certain things that we learned how to use what was around us yeah. to help make our toys even better. Yeah. And so like with our um, with our Hot Wheels, we used to go to the cliffs where there where there was the sandstone. Yeah. And then we used to carve our tracks into the sandstone so that you would carve it so that the track would uh, start from the top and then it would kind of do this little windy thing and go down and so then you would carve the track and then you would start your car from the very top and then it would go all the way down (laughs) and so you didn't have to buy the tracks that they had the toy tracks that they sold at the store you would make your own yeah yeah and and we were and that's all we bought was just the 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 little hot wheels cars for but for me we used to go out on top of this nice little hill that's right outside of our house and we used to build like tunnels and little parking garages and uh like little roadways that we could do and then we just destroy it with like the water you know trying to trying to um flush out the cars and stuff like that and you know everybody all the kids would get mad because they spent hours hours and (laughs) you know building that thing there and so that was my childhood. Did you guys ever uh, swim in the washes? Oh my god! Yeah, we got in trouble swimming in the washes. Really? Yeah. Well, it was more at the Palmer area, uh-huh. you know, where the where the, the late yeah the springs are. Yeah. And uh, I remember one time we went down there and to go get water mm-hmm. because uh, we didn't have running water mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. So we had to go down, and we you know it was almost at the middle of the day. And we said, oh, man, we should go swimming for a while. And so we, we got in. And, we, and there's all these little tadpoles, you know, spiders and or the little water spiders. Yeah, and, yeah. and so we started fishing for tadpoles. <laughs> and <laughs> instead of uh, bringing back the water, we had a bucket full of the tadpoles <laughs> bringing back to the house. 
Oh man, I remember Seoul getting so pissed off at us because we brought home tadpoles, tadpoles instead, instead of, of water. water to use for the house. <laughs> we had to go back down and get <laughs> to make two trips to do that. So, and the, the what we used to fish for out at Bunkupi was we used to fish for uh, crawfish. Yeah, there used to be crawfish in the um, in the ditch lanes, and so that's what we used to fish for. But I think that that's kind of an important point for people to understand is that not every single village had running water or electricity yeah and so that really kind of defined how your childhood was because in in lower moon copy um on the side of the village that my soul lived there was no electricity yeah and then there's no running water so as the little kids you were taught to um go get water and yeah then that was how they would say it go get water yeah and so you would go in and you would get your little buckets and then for us we used to get them from the faucet because yeah. there were faucets um kind of sprinkled around in the village and then so you would go to the faucet and then you get water but then i always remember though when we were little and getting the water for us so man we make this huge mess like <laughs> spilling the water when we're bringing it into the house and then everyone's bringing their mud mud tract um yeah shoes into the house and so i but she never got mad at us i think she was just happy that we brought the water for her to be able to do the water but speaking of water one of the other things too that i always remembered as a kid when we were down at our soul's house that we used to take baths in those big aluminum tubs yes, outside yes and so it was funny because you know obviously you know you so has many grandkids. Everybody so has many yeah, grandkids. Yeah. And so when we were down there all together as a family and we needed to take a bath, there would be me, my older cousin and my younger nephew. Yeah. We were all kind of in the same age. We'd all be standing out there naked, taking turns <laughs> to get into this tub and then getting washed and then you get out and then the next person follows you in. <laughs> I remember. I remember that um, there was. Um, we had this big metal tub, and we uh, we used to take showers right outside. And um, I would always get the hot water first because I was the oldest. Oh, really? Yep. And then everybody else just followed suit. I have three siblings. The last one gets the coldest and the dirtiest water, <laughs> so they're pretty much just washing with the the dirt on. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 a unique way of growing up in in my perspective because then you know there's some things i guess now that are kind of in in i guess in modern society yeah. that are kind of taboo you know especially you know how you um interact with the the opposite sex yeah. but because i grew up with my cousin um as children that's kind of how you learned about the female uh body i guess and, yeah and, and how it worked yeah. because i remember like that like we talked about um using the outhouse together because yeah. our, our, our Solos outhouse was similar to that. It had two holes that you could use the bathroom together. So sometimes I'd be in there with her while she's using the bathroom yeah. and then I'd see everything and then, you know, that's kind of how I learned how how girls went pee, I guess. Yeah. And so, and, and I guess that's kind of one way that you learn about those types of things and, as village kids. And see, you, you never really think about these as kids because... Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, I used to take showers with my sister. Mm -hmm. It would save water, mm -hmm. save electricity and mm -hmm. everything like that. And I never thought anything like you, that. You didn't think there was anything wrong no, with it? No, I didn't think there was anything wrong with that. And that was similar to me and my, my cousin, too, that, yeah. that was older than me. And she was a girl. And we take baths together, yeah, too. And, and our our parents were the ones that were throwing us in the tub together. And it was all because, you know, yeah, we're, we're kids. We don't know any better. And, mm -hmm. and of course, yeah. And But now, but, but now today's standards, uh -huh. you can't even put two kids in their in a room together like yeah that. that are that are the opposite yeah sex. and it's it's just deemed you know 
illegal now. <laughs> um, and and I, I think one thing, too, that I kind of mentioned to you before we were talking about this, but um, I, I guess... Uh, I guess, did, did you have some semblance of a Hopi identity as a young child? Like, as a young child, how did you know that you were considered Hopi? Well, uh, you know, because uh, we, I we, I think we both grew up in um, in Tuba, right? Uh-huh. We both uh-huh. grew, up, grew up in Tuba, and I didn't live on the, uh, on the Hopi reservation um, until maybe like third or fourth grade or something like that. And... Um, I thought that, you know, Hopi was being Hopi on the weekends because, you know, So and, <laughs> so and I, we would go, you know, we, she would take us back to Hotvela and uh, during dances. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I thought, you know, have to be, I have to be Hopi now. <laughs> I have and, to uh, leave my cushy have to, life. <laughs> I have to leave my trailer for a while. <laughs> Goodbye, Ladmo and uh, whatever his name was. Uh, Goodbye, Bozo, for a while. <laughs> Bozo. <laughs> Remember that TV Yeah, show? the Bozo. clown Bozo. Bozo the clown. Yeah. I was yeah. like, okay, goodbye, Bozo. <laughs> and did you ever try to take your Ninja Turtles with you or anything like that to Hotbala? <laughs> I did once. I, I took my Power Rangers over there and I, I regret leaving them And then there. you didn't come home with them. <laughs> I didn't come home with them. And I was like, so we have to go back and be Hopi again so I can get my Power Rangers. <laughs> It's, you know, I, I think as children, you know, like you're real impressionable. And yeah. It's, it's hard to understand the world unless somebody explains it yeah. to you. And for me, my parents never really sat us down and explained things like, you know, you're Hopi children and this is what we believe in. Yeah. This is our culture. This is our religion. And it, it, I think they just kind of expected us to learn it on our <laughs> own. And so, you know, we had things like TV. You know, we watched TV and we were kind of influenced by TV. And so for me, from TV, I knew that this idea of Christianity existed. Yeah. I knew that this idea of Jesus existed. Yeah. And based on how TV taught me about Jesus. And so I I thought that as a young kid, that and, and plus I learned about our Hopi religion. I learned about Dawa. And, yeah. And, and I, I learned, you know, those types of things. So as a young kid, I thought that we prayed to Jesus and to Dawa. <laughs> Because <laughs> nobody explained those things to me. See, when when we were growing up, uh, the Pledge of Allegiance was still in in enacted, mm-hmm, right? You mm-hmm. know, we have to we have to um, stand up and face the flag and say Pledge of Allegiance. Do you still remember the Pledge of Allegiance? I, I think I do. I think I do. <laughs> um, and I, I pledge allegiance to the flag. If and then, yeah, know, and then yeah. Uh, you know, I I forgot all about the pledge of allegiance and everything like that. Uh-huh. And it was like, but when you're a Hopi kid, uh, when I was when I was, we, we, and we were kind of segregated, not segregated in a way from the the Savas or the Navajos. Uh-huh. But you know, we we would have to um, say a pledge of allegiance in Navajo. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's because you went to at the public school. I went at some to point public in school. Tuba. Yeah, I didn't go to uh, Munkapi Day School for, for the whole time. For the whole time, so uh, you know, we were. It was weird because there were maybe about three or four Hopi kids and in a room full of uh, Navajo, the, kids. Navajo kids, and we had to take Navajo class with them. <laughs> and what, so, what did you learn? I, I don't, they probably taught you they, all the dirty they words. They taught first. me all the, the dirty words first, and uh, you know they they taught me all George. <laughs> 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 
It was, uh, you know, the girls would say, I'm going to gudgy you or whatever it is. <laughs> I guess speaking of education, you know, kind of, uh, well, that's that's how we met, right? We, yeah. We met at Munkopi we, Day School. We met we at Munkopi Day School. Uh, and from what I remember, I don't know if you remember a little bit different, but I remember that we were we were pretty good friends yeah. in, in, in those younger yeah, years. Yeah, we were pretty good friends. I think it was first or second grade. I, I, believe. I, I, I think it was kindergarten and first grade. Something like that, huh? Yeah, because yeah. I remember that when you left for Tuba, I was like, oh, where did my buddy go? And I was like, <laughs> goodbye, savages. <laughs> Hello, real world. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, but, but I, I guess over at the day school, I think that some of the things that I remember, um, and especially now that, you know, I'm the age that I am, because after the day school, I went to Tuba City Junior High School, went to Tuba High School. And then from there, you know, we talked about our educational journeys. But at the day school was the only time during my educational experience where I was around mostly nothing but other Hopis. Yeah. And so that was kind of an experience that I cherish because that was the only time that I really felt that. And so parts of our culture we're integrated into school even like during recess yeah because um for any hopi out there even if you grew up in the cities i think we all did this but we all used to uh play kachinas oh yeah we used to play i remember uh one time um my brothers and sisters we would play kachinas and we have an upstairs uh-huh and uh we have we there's this um down on the bottom we would have our cousins sit there and then we would uh like you know uh like during night dances yeah. kind of thing we would throw down uh oranges and <laughs> apples to our cousins and and uh, i remember my sister always be the ayakin hoya <laughs> yeah <laughs> the person who shakes the rattle who sings some random song that we just kind of remember yeah, yeah remember kind of and we're oh 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 yeah yeah just <laughs> All these random voices going on, and it's that always happens after there's a dance. Yeah, after there's a katsina dance, because at the day school, what I remember was that at our playground there was this kind of a, a, a white speckled sand rock, and we used to get those and we used to grind them down into fine powder. And oftentimes it was just just to do it, but we would take that fine powder when we would play kachinas, and that would be our homa. <laughs> and then so one of the kids would be the homa man. Is what we yeah. called it the homa man and then so you're there kind of um feeding the kachinas but we used to do and and i think that's kind of how i was observant kids are because when our our katinam when they come to the villages like we're so observant in what they wear how they dance and those types of things and then so when they would leave and go home and then as as kids when whether that was in the village or on the playground yeah one of the things that we used to do is that i don't know what that weed that weed is called it's it's a long green weed i think it's like a mustard weed but it has a yellow flower on top but we used to pull all those weeds out and that would be our moho when we were uh, <laughs> pretending to be the whipper kachinas and uh, we had some real goofy names for some of the kachinam because um i remember some of the kids they they you know like i'm i'm this kachina yeah you know, i i'm uh, like for uh sakwahu kachina for an example the, the blue hu kachina uh, i remember some of the kids used to call it the blue martian i'm yeah. the blue martian kachina <laughs> and then um, we had kind of uh, similar similar names for um, all of these other types of katinam. But I think that the other ceremony, too, that we used to mimic a lot as kids was the basket dance. Oh, yeah, the basket dance. I remember that because um, 
uh, there was there's that hill that that we have right in front in front of our house, and um, there would be some uh, kids that would uh, throw out like random toys uh-huh. and stuff uh-huh. like that, and the, usually would just throw it up in the air and then uh, yell Nala Nala, you know, <laughs> and we all pile on with each other. <laughs> we used to uh, at school after after um, the fall when they would have those dances. Yeah. We would take the frisbees that they had in school, and we would pretend that those were the botas or the yngelpus, and so we would throw those. And it was funny because, like, um, we would uh, get one of the girls to be the the owakalmana, and then so she would run with those uh, frisbees, and then she would throw them, and then we would run over there, and then we're all fighting for the bainalai, bainalai, <laughs> little kids, you know, <laughs> trying to wrestle with each other. But I think that one of the things that I really noticed about doing that type of practice at school was that a lot of our teachers at the day school were Bahanas. They were white people. Yeah. And so when they would see us playing these rough games, they would always put a stop to it. They wouldn't let us play it anymore. But there was a few Hopi teachers that I remember that if they were on duty to watch us during the recesses and if we were playing the basket dance game, they would let us play. They would let us fight and, you know, roll around on the ground and kind of beat each other up. Yeah. And so, you know, those were kind of some distinct uh, differences that I remember kind of as, as our childhood. And, you know, you kind of, as a Hopi kid, you kind of have a rough childhood yeah because yeah. the games that we like to play were really rough games. We're, we're just basically we're all hopi games are consisted of two things one to make you cry and then <laughs> one to have fun pretty <laughs> and i i think that another common um for most people that went into any elementary school on the reservation is uh the indian day oh yeah and it was that's what it was called the yeah, indian, indian day. day i don't i don't think i ever did Indian Day. Oh, because you went to Tuba Because I went to public school after that. And so um, what Indian Day was, was the day that we were allowed to be Indians at school. We would dress <laughs> up in our um, our dancing clothes, our Hopi Yusi. And for the day school, and I think it's as true for all of the elementary schools out this way, is that each class would pick a, a Hopi dance. Yeah. That we were going to dance because as Hopis, we have so many uh, what they call social dances. Yeah. We have uh, the butterfly dances one that you mentioned we even um have dances that um i guess pay pay homage to our uh native relatives like we have a navajo dance we have a havasupai dance we have an apache dance we have an a, a paiute dance um even some directed towards our pueblo uh allies of yeah. New Mexico and so each grade would choose one of these different types of dances to do and as young kids you know they would dress us up and then uh, during a day we would all dance in a place selected out on, on the, the school campus. Yeah. And so I used to kind of get excited for that because we used to be able to dance. And even though it wasn't dancing in a ceremonious way, like, you know, how normally it's done in the village. Yeah. But our guests, our uh, rel- our female relatives on our father's side, they would still bake for us. They would still make us cakes and cookies and uh, even biki. And so when we're out there dancing as young boys then our kids would come run out and then they give us all this all this this treat <laughs> and then they dance then they'd start dancing, dancing after us. you and i yeah. always thought that was real exciting to get all this stuff i always felt real special uh, coming home after the indian day with all of my pastries and my <laughs> that always used to make me happy 
and uh, you know, because I never, I never went to, uh, well, I never did Indian Day. So all we did was just like honor the Navajo kids and their and their uh, their language and their gods. So pretty much. So so you got initiated. Uh, did you have? A, a, I think they call it a kinalda. <laughs> <laughs> or no wait, I think that's only for girls. Yeah, we ran towards the east every morning. <laughs> you, the, you, you learn how to <laughs> pray with your tadadin. And, uh, <laughs> we entered the uh, the kiva. We entered the hogan a uh, specific way from the east, from the east side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and so you know that was kind of uh, I guess the experiences of our education down at the day school. Or, yeah, you know at least for what little uh, experience that you had during that time, and you know a lot of our culture was um, in play during those times. And so I guess uh, within within the home. Um, as young kids, you know, you kind of learned what your relationships were to your relatives because our Hopi uh, relationship system is different from the mainstream society. It, it is. Because then as a young boy, like you have your parents, you have your grandparents, and, you know, a lot of us have siblings. But then you learn that, you know, you have more than one father. Mm-hmm. You learn that you have more than one mother. Yeah. And then this concept of a gya is much different than I think what the um, mainstream version concept of an aunt is. Yeah. And so you have your gya's, uh, which I mentioned is your relatives, your female relatives on your father's side, they have a special connection to you as a young boy. And so one of the common things that you and I have is that our Gya'as, both of our Gya'as come from the Sun Clan and the Snake Clan. Yeah. So. And the affiliated clans with those. And so you and I are always talking shit to each other. <laughs> so his Gya'as are my Gya'as and my Gya'as are his Gya'as. And so we kind of fight for our Gya'as, but yeah. then you also have Gya'as, uh, which are actually my clan. Yeah, so I, so he's, um, you know, corn clan, mm-hmm. so I have Gya'as that are corn clan, so, and then, so he makes fun of his sisters, pretty much. And I feel sorry for you for having uh, <laughs> corn ladies as Gya'as, they're lazy, all they do is uh, produce, that's why there's so many, so many, so many of us. That's the reason why they're so good like that. <laughs> They're so pretty. <laughs> and I, you know, it, and it's kind of a, I, I guess, growing up, learning all these different um, relationships to one another, because I've always argued that, like, how the relationship system is set up in the mainstream way, that I always say that get us are something that's different that we have because then your aunts on your mother's side they're not your guests they're either your uh they're your mothers yeah they're your mothers yeah and then the other thing that i think is different is that your cousins based upon which side of your family that you have because we all have cousins we all have tons of cousins and so depending on which side of your whether they come from your mother's side or your father's side yeah if they come from your mother's side they're also your brothers and they're your sisters but if they come on your father's side then they end up being either your guests or your fathers yeah yeah and I, I remember because um i think i kind of made a a joke where uh i have all of these fathers around here but they never give me money <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how many fathers i have 
And as a young kid, it's kind of uh, something that's really difficult to keep up with. Yeah. Because then, you know, sometimes, you know, relatives will visit your house and then your parents, they tell you how you're related to yeah. them. You know, that's your dad or that's, you know, wh- whatever relationship that they are. And then later on down the line, you forget because there's so <laughs> many. And then you kind of get, I, I told you that was your dad. Or you, you kind of get scolded for it. It's yeah. Like, oh, how the like, hell am I supposed to remember? Like, you told I'm a little kid. <laughs> You told me that guy was my dad. <laughs> Who's my dad? Who's my real dad? I don't know who my real dad is. I remember there was a, a, a joke. Uh, it was one of the Kiva guys. And um, he said that there was a, a, a little boy that went to a K-Town store. And his mom was working the counter at the K-Town store. And so he goes up to the counter and he's like, Mom, can you just uh, tell me who my real dad is right now? Because I want to get something to eat so I can get money from him. So... <laughs> and so I, I guess you know that kind of segues us to um i guess uh the type of hopi lessons that we received as as young boys because yeah. we've mentioned previously in the podcast that all young boys are expected at some point in their life to start working in the fields yeah. to help you know the older men in their families usually your tahas uh, but oftentimes it's our fathers or our grandfathers that we're helping with the field work. And then the, for the girls, it's vice versa. They're taught how to cook. Mm-hmm. They're taught how to prepare our traditional foods. And then to be able to utilize those skills to provide for the men folk. Yeah. Um, what are some of your early memories of going down to the fields, to the cornfields? I remember that uh, one time um, I had to go down to the field with my taha. And to go hoe some weeds around mm-hmm. to, you know, get get all the weeds out. And, man, it was hot. It mm-hmm. was hot during mm-hmm. that day. And I was like, man, I don't want to be here right now. You know, I'd rather be, you know, watching Ladmo. <laughs> playing know, with Power play, Rangers. Playing with Power Rangers. And um, I remember um, we had this uh, little jug of water. Mm-hmm. And so Hopi's teach you about how to ration your water because, you know, you're, you're taught at a, a very young age to to respect water mm-hmm, and to mm-hmm. say that, okay, if your plants are thirsty, you have to be thirsty with them mm-hmm. until it rains and then you can drink. But being me and my, you know, my mush head mind there, you know, uh, I, I said, oh, I'm going to just drink, uh, you know, water and sit underneath a corn plant pretty much all day. <laughs> And, you know, that is that is a, a, an important lesson that you're taught, because I think, you know, as soon as your mind is able to uh, retain information, yeah. that is the one thing that you're told. You're told how important the rain is. Yeah. It's like one of the most important things in, in Hopi life. And so I think that a lot of for uh, for a lot of us boys were taught that lesson when we go down to the fields. And then so I remember kind of similar being a kid that, you know, my dad would force me to go down and I didn't want to go down yeah and so i'd be down there with my hoe crying and you know <laughs> but i was afraid i was afraid of my dad i was afraid of my dad because he was a real mean man when i was yeah. growing up and uh so i'd be down there hoeing weeds crying but i'd be too afraid to you know say anything to him <laughs> to like try to get him to take me back home so i'd be down there hoeing weeds and crying and and it's it's kind of it's it's weird because Real Hopi men will will stay at their fields from dawn till till dusk. Till dusk. 
without anything in between there. And it, mm-hmm. it's it's and now they take their lunch. Yeah, they take them. their lunch with them. They take everything that they need. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, we don't do that now. <laughs> we're, we're there till for like two, <laughs> two, two hours. hours and they're like, oh, God, home. it's so hot out here. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're there. Oh, I should go back to the field. It's like I got. Oh, I'll check on it tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, oh man, I got, I got some stuff to do right now. <laughs> emails, uh, emails. I got, I got YouTube videos to watch. <laughs> I got podcast episodes I got to edit. <laughs> and it, it is true that our generation is kind of changing that. You know, we're 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 at that we're at that stage where we don't stay at the field all day. No, we, we don't do we, that. We we didn't. We weren't really raised like that. No, and I, I think that at least for you and I, that with our oldest relatives like our kwa'as, they would teach us what their life was like yeah. when they were kids. Because yeah. for their generation, it was so much more of an importance for them to work on their cornfield because a lot of what their uh, food consumption came from was from the from field. From the fields, yeah. And then plus a lot of Hopis back in their day, in our Kwa'as generation, they weren't working. No. And so there was no um, salaries no. to be able to purchase a, a lot of the things that they like ate. Like groceries. Like and groceries. Yeah. And so they were really dependent upon the, the fields. And because I remember our Kwa'a was the same way too. He would be down at the field all day long. Yeah. And I always remember because, you know, as a, as a little kid, you know, you're down there and like that, it's hot. And then you're trying to um, help out and hoe weeds. And it's yeah. like, how can anybody spend, you know, all day here? But our Kwa'as used to be down there all day and, long. And, you know, it, it's because... You know that that early age, we did learn a lot. We did mm-hmm. learn how to respect every living thing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in the entire world. And it was through my taha and through my kwa that they they taught me a lot about how we should treat women, how we should treat others, and mm-hmm. how we should go about living a hopi life. Mm-hmm. Was was there ever like a, a relative, a male relative, that you were afraid to cry in front of? Oh yeah, my taha. <laughs> <laughs> there were certain men that you were afraid to cry in front of yeah. because then, you know, they would snap at you. Yeah. They would, you know, why are you crying? Yeah, Stop why are you crying? crying? And it's funny because I think that's kind of like a real difference between us because I, I have a friend that um, he lives in the city now, but he's married to uh, um, a, a non-Hopi lady. And he's always talking about his problems with his kids. You know, his yeah. kids act out and, and it's like, God, they have no idea how, how well they have it because they get, you know, oh, you're going to have time out for 15 <laughs> minutes and it's like time out for 15 minutes if i acted out like this in front of my thighs i get my ass kicked. yeah you get whooped or something like that but you know it, it was it's all part of growing up hopi and it's all part of the life and the the whole system of um being a i, I don't know if it's being a res kid or just being a hopi kid mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so well it's almost about that time to go home and uh, we didn't get shots. And we didn't get shots. So we're we're in the clear right now. Well, as Carl mentioned at the beginning, you know, we are re- uh, about to wrap up episode one. But to show our appreciation to season one, uh, season one, I'm sorry, uh, season one. But to show our appreciation to all of you out there, uh, be on the lookout for a special giveaway ah, that we giveaway. want to do. And yeah. so we'll share a lot more information about that in our next episode and then our very last episode. And if you uh, have uh, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, we are on there. So uh, take a look. So. For- 
look so out for us. Look out for a special giveaway that we'll be doing on all of our social media accounts. Uh, and it'll tell you all how to enter and win this special giveaway. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's 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 all thanks because of you that that made Carl and J Man Saves the World podcast what it is today. So awesome, awesome. Yeah, so uh, I think we're about ready to get that whole thing started to you know lift out and you know bigger and greater bigger things and greater things. So yeah, awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Yeah, my name is Carl, and this is J-Man. Thank you for listening to our podcast. So long. Bye.